0: sharing your sunday with me this is our gonna be our entering the 20th years folks the 20th year that we've been on uh, i've been on my talk 107 one does just seems like yesterday it really does laurie and julia and myself are the three original crew and so we've seen many come many go and uh, so we're just happy and have to be a part of this ride it's been one awesome awesome uh, ride and i tip my hat to dan seaman he really He's, he made it all come together, and same with Ginny. Uh, yeah, it's, it's really cool. Really cool. Okay, here we go. What soft drink was originally invented for the use as a mixer with whiskey? Was it Mr. Pibb, Coca-Cola, Sprite, or Mountain Dew? I'm going to go with Sprite. Nope. Oh, man. It was Mountain Dew. Oh, interesting. Okay, you ready for this? Born in the hills of Tennessee in 1940, Mountain Dew was originally invented by two brothers, Barney and Allie Hartman, for use as a mixer with whiskey. Mountain Dew is actually the slang name for moonshine. And some of the early bottles were even adored with sketches of a character called Willie the Hillbilly. And believe it or not, I have a bottle with Willie the Hillbilly on it. And Mountain Dew tasted a lot different back then because it was made with real sugar. Mm -hmm. And now they use high fruit tools, corn syrup. Don't care for it. But if they you, and they do have Mountain Dew Throwback, and if you taste that, it's not as carbonated, but it has a better taste to it than uh, the one with the high fructose. If you can get Throwback, same with Dr Pepper, if you get the Throwback, not uh, um, because it's made with real sugar. And uh, I only buy Pepsi made with the real sugar. I don't buy the Pepsi that has a high fructose corn syrup in it, and there's a different taste to it. So, but as we said earlier, I don't normally drink that much pop. I can't even. trying to think the last time i had a pop probably about a month or so ago i don't know but like i said i'm just not a not never been a pop drinker so i listen to weight and wellness you know that show that's after our show Mm -hmm. pop is your enemy how many teaspoons is i think there's like 16 teaspoons of sugar in every 12 ounce can i think i'm right if anybody from weight and wellness is out there can you call in and remind everybody how many how many teaspoons of sugar is in that stuff but yeah, no, I just never was a pop person. Never have. Like, there again, unless I'm drinking rum and coke. <laughs> mm-hmm. Then they have a tendency. But hey, we got open lines. Give a holler. 651 641 1071. 651 641 1071. Open lines. So, and we only got an hour, well, 40 minutes probably left to talking. So give a holler. Okay. Uh, what has been reared up again now is uh the grain-free grain-free foods cause diet they, they they came out the FDA suspected they didn't have any proof or data or research and the FDA said that, you new know, grain-free might be causing dilated cardiomyopathy all right well then all of a sudden the vets get a hold of that and now they're telling all their clients oh if you feed grain-free you're going to kill your dogs folks wrong no <laughs> Okay, the whole thing is is that they're not sure what it is. Now I would take this down. I want you to go to hemopet. dot Hemo. H e m o pet. p e t. dot org, and put in DCM, cardio dia- dilated cardiomyopathy. Uh, about grain free foods is it killing our pets? Okay, she did a really good article. Go to the whole. Dog Journal, the Whole Dog Journal. Um, and they, she did an awesome article. What you got to start doing is read. Don't listen, read, and then make your own um, thing. And this leaves credence to that if you rotate the diet, maybe do a bag of grain-free and then a bag of non-grain-free, a bag of grain-free, a bag of non-grain-free, then maybe a little bit of raw and a little bit of dehydrated. The more you rotate your dog's diet, the healthier your dog is. End of story. And so it's not that because they're thinking... Mm-hmm. That they're seeing a higher incidence of dilated cardiomyopathy (DCM), but what the and then they, all the dogs seem to be on a grain free, which has a lot of lentils, chickpeas, and such like that in there, and so what it might be processed different, and then they don't don't get enough taurine, and that could be causing the problem. Well, right when this thing hit Nutrisource, our friends at Nutrisource stepped up to the plate. They didn't wait; they added extra taurine to all their formulas. Okay, and there was no research or anything, but they said. Said, well, if that's a problem, we can. That's a neat thing about a family company. They can make a decision like that and just, you know, at the turn of a dime, change something. They don't have to go through corporate. That's what's bad about corporate. It's got to go through this and this and this and this. And boy, but six months later, eight months later, you know, so. So, anyway, so our friends at Nutrisource, who bumped up the terrain automatically. A while back, uh, they found that there wasn't enough terrain in, um, cat food and uh so then the, the cats are having major kidney and liver problems so they all the cat foods bumped up the terrine, and i am want to say that had to be 25 years ago maybe 30 but anyway so the big thing about this folks you have to do your due diligence and please vets out there if you're listening to the show or please will you knock it off there has been no none zippo nada data or research yet that has confirmed it one way or the other so the thing is is that if you would promote rotation diet where you're not feeding the same thing over and over again the cat the dogs will be a lot will be a lot more healthier dogs are put on this earth to be the scavengers to be the cleanup crew to eat everything and anything and never skip a beat well lucky them they come into our house and what do we do we feed them the exact same thing every single solitary day and that is where things go awry so that's why it's so important folks that if your dog has never had a food like Nutrisource has got so many good great products or formulas to rotate through if they've never had it then what you do is you buy and always buy smaller bags because then you go through it faster when you open up a bag of dog food you want to be able to feed it out within a week and a half no longer than two weeks and then you're into the next formula don't pour your food into a plastic bin set the bag into the plastic bin plastic is porous so when you dump the bag in there that the reason why it's shiny there's fat on it and the will open the pores in the tote and they'll grab that fat pull it in then you are feeding it out and it's getting lower and lower and lower and then you go and open a new bag and dump it in and those pores spew out the rancidity of the fat that they just took in from the last bag. so just set bags in get small like with my 90-pound Zelda I just got eight pounds of North Nutrisource I'd go and buy seven different formulas of Nutrisource whether it's the pure Vita or the regular Nutrisource and then when one bag was done then I go to the next bag they're easier to handle and I don't I store it I just burp the air out of it and then and fold it, and then and clip the top of it. That's how I store the dog food. So, But the, please, do your due diligence, and please read about it, because, no, it's not going to kill. There is no data. There are a lot of research going on, which Nutrisaurus and some other big companies are looking into it. And then, like I said, the new element that... Uh, that whatever you call it, uh, Nutrisource just came out with, you really need to check on that. Just go to NutrisourcePetFoods.com. Once again, go to WholeDogJournal.com Whole Dog Journal, okay, .com, and then HEMOPET, H E M O P E T dot org. All right. And they've got articles and there's a lot out there. Go and empower yourself. But please, please, grain freeze do not kill your dog. There is no uh, no documentation. And so th- there is um, th- studies that are underway. But in the meantime, if you're worried, just don't feed a solid grain free diet mix it up and once the dog has had the food and it comes back into rotation you just open the bag and feed it but anytime they have not had it rotate it in like 2-3 day, days of a quarter of the new to 3 quarters of the old and then they had uh, uh, 50-50 for 2-3 days uh, and uh, etc. but now maybe your dog it has to be 4-5 days. Just watch the doo if so they start getting a little, a little sloppy slow down the rotation but then like I say once they you've fed the bag out and they've done well and then the next time it comes back Back into rotation and you want at least four different formulas if not more to uh to rotate with the more is better remember they're scavengers are meant to eat everything and anything and not get sick okay who's up
1: we've got betsy on the line okay betsy's got a um a dog a senior dog who's just recently started biting oh hey betsy how you doing hi i'm good thanks for taking my call well thanks for calling so what kind of pupper do you got so she's a mix. She's kind of a lab. She was a rescue dog, and she's been wonderful. Just has been my little girl, but now she's older. Um, she gets around still. She goes for two walks with us a day, but she's clearly experiencing some pain. Okay. Um, and she's been biting for about a year now. She's probably bit 10 people, and it's typically on the hand or the leg if they get close to her, and it's only when she's sort of in her own zone. She's not having sight issues or hearing issues. She just doesn't like people getting in her space more towards the evenings. But we live in a pretty active house. The vet has sort of indicated she's had a good life and the timing might be right. It's just I struggle to put her down, although I probably would if my husband were not adamant against it. But, it, it, you know, it scares me because she's biting. She's not chasing people down, but she is biting a lot of people. Okay.
0: First of all, uh, let's see. Okay. How old are we talking? She's 13. 13. Okay. So the thing is, is that now when the bites have happened, is she like on her pillow and people go into her face and space?
1: She is laying typically somewhere, but not necessarily on her pillow. Okay. Um, You know, she likes to lounge where the action is. She likes to be by people. And if we have guests over, if my kids have friends over, she might just be laying next to them and they maybe reach around and try and pet her without thinking about it. Okay. Yep.
0: Okay, okay. Um, what when you have a dog like this? Where see as they get older, their senses go off. You know they're they're vulnerable. You know their hearing isn't as good, their sight isn't as good. They're a little bit you know they're state not as stable. You know type thing. And most dogs as they get older don't like to be bugged. As if just leave me alone. I just want to observe. Just stay out of my face and space. And so now uh, now when you don't have the busyness of the household, does she bit anybody within the household? She has. In fact, she's
1: bit my son. She's bit. She's gone after me and my husband. Like if in the middle of the night, if we happen to get up to go to the bathroom or something, and sometimes we'll lean down and try and pet her. No, if we do that, she'll bat, she'll bite at us.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, two things. One thing that can make a dog. An, um, is she overweight?
1: No, not really. Okay. I mean, she's probably ten pounds heavier than she normally was. Okay. She's about fifty-five. Okay. Um, for a lab. Because sometimes she's, if the thyroid yeah. is
0: overactive or underactive, can cause a dog to be a little bit not nice. Okay, so you can have a thyroid test done. But it being that she's it being more cany-wampus like this is that um, I would uh, uh re-acclimate her to the kennel or you give her her old area where you baby gate it and that is her area to go into and everybody is to stay out of it. All right, oh, okay. and so okay. the thing is, is that because it seems to be the trigger is when people go to her face and space. Well, let's yep. not do that, okay? For some reason, like I say, who knows what's in her head? We don't know. Being that she's not seeking out to and destroying people, like you sit down and she comes over and bites you, or you get up to leave the room, she comes up and bites you. She's and she's not going there the way it sounds. It's when no. people come into her face and space that she's having an yep. issue with. So. Yep. What you want to do is that, and this, the old saying, never wake a sleeping dog, okay? And that's true, right? So that's why when, anytime a dog is sleeping, no matter how nice the dog is or whatever, if they're on their bed, in their kennel, or whatever, you never, ever wake a sleeping dog. Because it's just like, there's a couple people I know that are the nicest people, but lordy lordy, if you try to shake them up out of a sleep, you better stand back. You're going to get clocked. <laughs> yeah. And so because the dog has to come, and especially with her, her senses are a little bit kitty Wonka, what's going to happen here is that she's got to shake it off and figure out, okay, where am I? Who just did that? You know, right away, a dog's instinct is to protect themselves, that you could be a, a, a grizzly bear. And so they, they come out fighting right away. All right. And so dogs know where their teeth are and how much pressure they want to apply at all times. If they want to nail your butt, they'll nail your butt. <laughs> and so that's why, like I say, what it sounds like is more or less like a warning. Cause if she wanted to like give you a deep gash, she'd give you a deep gash. But a lot of it, it sounds like she's just nipping and maybe just breaking the, you know, Barely the surface, yeah. But so what it is is that uh, right now I try to protect her face and space. If she's a good dog all around, other you know other than this being a little bit wackadoodle, then give her her own space. And that's Mm -hmm. why, like when people are over and such like that, she goes back into the kennel or like you say, you take baby gate uh, an area off and you tell everybody don't go into her face because she doesn't like it that right now. She knows she's getting older and she's a little bit wompy. Okay, so thank
1: you. That's great advice.
0: Good, 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 good. Because I, like I said, it just there's always a trigger, and so you've got to be realistic about the trigger, and 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 then work with it and work with the dog. You've been with her for for, she's been with you for 13 years. She does she she deserves some understanding and try how to work things out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much. You bet, kiddo. Take care. Bye bye. You too. Oh, you got to give me that. The wave sign. I'm... <laughs> I didn't want to interrupt. It was such a yeah, good conversation. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, good gravy. We're really late on this one here. Okay. What year was the first bottled Coca-Cola sold? Uh, oh, geez. Let's see. 1889, ni- 1894, 1921, or 1955. Bottled Coke. We'll be back. Oh. And thank you, day. thank you, always thank you for your great calls and and sharing your uh, Sunday afternoons with me. And a lot of during the summer months, I'm during drive time because everybody's coming home from the cabin, so that makes me feel special. All right, this year was the oh, what year? <laughs> what year was the first bottled Coca-Cola sold? Was it 1886, 1894, 1921, or 1955? What do you think? 1886. 18, nope, it was 1994. Oh, my, oh my 1994. goodness. 1994. Uh, Joseph A. Vitamin, a of Harn, whatever, was, sold the first bottle of Coca-Cola. Previously, it had been sold as a fountain drink only. The first cans of Coke appeared in 1955. Mm. Fountain drinks, isn't that cool? <laughs> no, 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 no. See, I'm not a Coke fan. I'm a Pepsi gal. Pepsi mm-hmm. all the way here. All right, who's up? We've got Amy, who's got an anxious cat. An anxious cat. I get like that sometimes, too. <laughs> Hi, Amy. How you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you for taking my call.
2: Oh, thank you for um, calling. I have um, just gotten, uh, adopted a four-year-old male cat. Okay. And it was from another family. And they didn't get along, and so I took the cat in. Okay. Um, but he is extremely anxious. Okay. And hid probably for the first week, and I barely saw him. Yep. Um, he found a way um, inside a box spring in a bed oh, to hide, which is where he currently sleeps. Yep. Or he will go in my laundry room and jump up above the ceiling between the ceiling and the first floor. Yep. And, and we, hide up there.
0: Yeah, we need to block that and off.
2: <laughs> yep. And I've closed that door so we can't get in there. But... Um, He's getting better. He wants attention, so he will come out at night mm-hmm. and wants attention yep. um, from me and wants to be petted. But, like, he's terribly afraid and always is at high alert. Right. Like, my husband only saw him for 20 seconds when he came out <laughs> of the crate when we first brought him home. Yes. And, you know, and he just, he's so terribly afraid. I saw that on his records he had anxiety medicine two years ago, about two years ago. I don't want to give him medication, but yep. I'm wondering if there's anything natural yep. that I can give him to assist. Or if you have recommendations, I've just worked slowly yep. with acclimating him. Excellent. And, and I have kept his food and box downstairs. I would like to feed him upstairs eventually. Mm-hmm. And he will come upstairs when we are not there at night. I hear him running
0: around. Okay. Now, do you have any other uh, pets at all? No, no, what? no kids, okay. no other pets. Okay, uh, what you want to do is uh No, now how long have you had them?
2: Just uh, a little over a month.
0: Okay, yeah. Oh, you're. yeah, Okay, yeah. You you got some time here. You're gonna have to work. And so the, the biggest okay. thing is what you're doing. You're doing it slow and steady. Don't go towards him. Let him okay. come to you. Uh, I always okay. use this analogy. You know, Let's say a person comes over to your house that hates cats. Okay, they sit down, yeah. and the cat won't leave them alone. And it's like, why does that happen? Well, I'll tell you why. Because the dog or the cat doesn't feel threatened with trying to fend off somebody come at, him, at them okay yeah. so the best thing yeah. to do is that you just sit and just you know in cat like darkness okay they see real well at night yeah. and so that's why what you want to do is like if you have a, let's say you're sitting watching TV you know don't have a, yeah. blaring lights and just sit there and and if the, the cat t- comes around oh hey you but don't get up and go and then maybe what you can do is take take um some uh like really good like pieces of the cat food or whatever type thing and just kind of flip it to them yeah. So he sees it coming okay. from you, you know, type thing, but allow, yeah. like, let's say he jumps up and he's sitting on the, on the couch, but he's not next to you. Okay. Yeah. So just sit there and just, you, you turn and say, Hey, and this don't talk to the elephant in the room. All right. Just okay. leave him alone and let him just slowly warm up to you. Okay. And okay. if he comes up next okay. to you, you know, just go down and just give him like a little scooch at the side of the face or the back of the neck or the base of the yeah. tail, but don't go to pick him up. All right. And don't go, you know, just give them little scooches and just say, Hey, buddy. And then just kind of go about your way. So then what's going to happen? Yeah. It's going to get better and better. And then sometimes what I did when I tamed, honestly, I, I had to tame two feral cats within, what was it? Seven months apart. Well, anyway, uh, Sally, it took me four months with, um, it's a cat with a K. He took me uh, probably about a little over three months, about three months. Well, cat was no Sally okay. was baby about four and a half months. But anyway, what I finally did is that when I went, when they got comfortable with eating, then I took my chair and I put the bowls kind of by me, and I'd sit in the chair. So they had to come out okay. and kind of eat by me, and then I moved the bowls a little closer so that my hand would be dangle, you know, over the chair, okay. and then I would give yep. like a little touchy touchy, you know, type thing, and they'd run. Yep. But the thing is, is that and then canned sardines in water. Yeah. are really okay. good for them and it stinks and they love that so find something that okay. you know they just can't resist but just go real okay. slow like what you're doing and then what you could try doing is getting rescue remedy and put a little bit in wa- water okay but change the okay. water out yeah, daily yeah. okay change the water okay. out daily and so that will help yeah, and kind I of do. give a, a calmness okay 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 we'll
2: try that I have tried to introduce wet food because he came with dry food and, yep. like, meow mix, like
0: yep. crappy oh. food. Yep, yep, yep. And
2: uh, he has not wanted anything to do with wet food at all. Oh, White yeah. it won't.
0: Yeah. No, the, it it's all about presentation. Treat. Yeah, it's all I about presentation.
2: That he likes.
0: Yep, just keep so giving.
2: one of his treats on top of the wet food. He won't even eat the treat then.
0: Yep. No, just give him the tips. Uh, you know, like a tip of a, a teaspoon every time. If he doesn't eat it, so what? Okay. Eventually he will. It took one of my cats, okay. it took me a month and a half to get him over to grain-free canned food. So, okay. Okay, okay kid. Okay. Have yeah, a great one. Okay. And any other... Oh, hold on. I got to go to break. Hold on. Hold okay. on. What do A&W and w and and Rippier stand for? We'll be back. All right. Oh, she hung up so we can't talk about her cat anymore, but... Uh, anyway, we'll get to, to that in a minute. Okay, the A&W, in A&W root beer, what is that stand for? Here it is. Anderson and West, Alabama and Wyoming, Allen and Wright, or Albert and Wanda. I feel like it has something to do with the name, so Albert and Wright. Yep. Nope, it's not. Oh, <laughs> it's by Allen and Wright. Okay, and A the A and the W in A and W Beer stand for Allen and Wright, W-R-I-G-H-T, the two founders of the company. Roy Allen purchased a rip beer formula from a Arizona pharmaceutical uh, pharmaceutical Pharmacist. There we go. And sold his first mug of root beer in 1919. In 1922, he took uh, he took a partner, Frank Wright, one of the original employees. Two years later, in 1924, Allen bought Wright's share of the business back, but he he stuck with the name, and the rest is history. By 1933, he had more than 170 franchise A and W outlets. By 1950, he had more than 450. Outlets nationwide of A&W Rip Beer. Interesting. You've probably never seen that, right? You're too young. Have you ever seen an yeah, A&W rip st- uh Uh, A restaurant? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen them. I've never gone to one. Okay, yeah, but... usually you pull the car in and look, the little people mm-hmm. come out. Yeah, like
1: a okay, drive-in. Yeah. And
0: yeah. that Rip Beer is doggone tasty. I To be honest with you, I think my... That is my favorite a- A&W rip I've tried mm-hmm. some different ones, but I really love A&W. And yeah, so, that's the only one you can really do a rip beer float with, I feel. Yes, yeah. yes. There's Dad's rip though that's not too bad. Mm-hmm. And if you go to Taylor's Falls, okay, you come into town... And you go to the north end of town, there's a car hop restaurant there. They make their own rip beer. And that has definitely got, it's got a higher taste of vanilla in it. And it's very, very tasty. Mm -hmm. I'll have one of those. And the thing is, is that if you don't get it there, and if you get something to bring home, it never is the same. It loses something on the trip from the restaurant to the house. But yeah, no, our dads up here, I like that. You don't see that very often. That's. Have you been to the big yellow barn down... I think it's in Jordan. That's where it's got all the candy and the, the oh, pop yep. and stuff um, like that. I've driven past it a few times. Okay, have you? You haven't been in there? Never. Oh. I've
1: always seen a line out the door, though. Yeah, like go the down spot. there,
0: and you have the, You'll have a deer in the headlight uh, uh, experience. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, well, you're too so young. But a lot of the candies that I grew up with, you know, is there brings back lots of memories. Mm-hmm. But they don't taste the same the way they were. But the bigger thing is, you stand like a deer um, in front of the coolers with all the pop they have. Half the stores pop, and it's it, it, the flavors are just like really? Really I mean it's just nuts, it's just nuts, yeah, you should go to the big yellow barn down there. I think it's Jordan. I can't remember, but hey, we got uh, a couple uh, we could take a couple calls yet before we have to call it a day, so give do we have open lines six five one six four one one oh seven one six five one six four one one oh seven one okay but uh yeah that that is so cool. oh, and then another thing that I forgot to tell you, I bought a projector to play dVD movies on big screen like outside. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) I went and got it set up yesterday. The sound, it says Dolby sound on the projector. (laughs) It was so stupid. I I was about ready to, uh. well, then I had uh have an amp that I had to use for my headset for teaching classes, and I saw that there's a possibility. So I ran up to the music store in Forest Lake, and this really cool guy helped me and gave me the cable that I needed to plug into my amp and then plug into the projector, Oh, we solved that problem. Wow. No, we could crank that puppy right. You could hear it two neighbors down now. It's your own drive-in theater. <laughs> yeah, but that's what it is. And the, the screen that I got is just uh, 100 inches, you know, 100, you know, across. And I don't know, what is it, six down, I think. But anyway, and so it's not like ginormous, you know, type thing. Mm-hmm. But it was, So I finally good. got it all squared away, and I sat and watched the proposal last night. Oh, that would be... So it was was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. And so, yeah, so that's what I did. I bought a projector because I wanted to do outside movies because it's been so nice and there hasn't been any bugs so you're not slap happy. I put it up in the obedience school last night because I'm trying to figure it all out. So anyway, so my goal is that I can put it outside by the gazebo and then we can sit outside in lawn chairs, especially when the grandkids come to see a movie on that size, you know, so hopefully it'll be just fun, is what it is, so it was fun for just to, to, to watch it last night, even though it was just me, myself, and I, but like I said, trying to work out the bugs, and then me and Walter, the cat, kind of sat, sat, and watched it, and of course you had to have, a couple beers were involved, but we had a good time, <laughs> so anyway, uh, okay, who's up
1: all right, we've got Kim on the line who's got a puppy with
0: allergies. All right. Hi, Kim. How you doing? Good. How are you? Good, good. So, what's going on?
3: I have a um, seven month old German short hair who, uh, probably at about four months old, I just started noticing he was losing fur on his um, hind leg. Okay. And that's all I really noticed. And then maybe a month later, he started getting sores on his stomach. All right. Um, so we brought him into the vet. They did a skin scraping and he was on antibiotics for a bacterial skin infection. Mm-hmm. That doesn't seem to go away. He was on two rounds of antibiotics. We went to a dermatologist mm-hmm. and we talked about doing a food trial. He did um, a dose of Cytopoint that didn't work. And now I'm like, oh God, I can't keep <laughs> putting my dog on antibiotics and pumping all this stuff into him. Mm-hmm. So I you know he seems so young. Yep. Yeah. Um, Seems to get better, and then all of a sudden, like he just got really red last week, and now his, his like his legs are completely shedding.
0: Okay, um,
3: he's got just skin flaking everywhere. Right, I'm like, oh my god, this poor sweet boy.
0: Okay, so, couple questions. Okay, yeah. what food are you feeding?
3: Uh, he's on Nutrisource.
0: Okay, but what formula? Thank you for Nutrisource. I
3: mean, yeah, yeah, he is on. Um, it's a puppy. It's a grain free puppy. We switched to. Oh, I wish I could remember. It's turkey and. I don't recall. Okay. Um, okay. But I do know it's a grain-free puppy. It was hard to find. I know I was recommended don't do chicken. Right. So we tried to find puppy food without chicken, which is kind of hard to find. Yeah, oh,
0: you got that right. You got that right. Okay. Yeah. What I what I would do is number one, you got to up his fish oil. Are you giving any fish oil to him? Oh, no. Okay. How many pounds is he? He is about forty pounds. Okay, now this is what. Remember, I'm not a vet, but if this is my dog. This is what I'd, I'd start. I'd try first. Okay, first yeah. of all, what you got to remember, if you do two rounds of antibiotics and it doesn't touch it, you're you're, yeah. up, you're barking up the wrong tree. All right. Yep. Okay. So basically, what I really do is I feel that this is a food thing, and so uh, first of all, what I would do is I would pull put this dog on a total raw diet right now. I would okay. empty his system out, and so and I would start with like either rotate him into like the beef. And then obviously you could do lamb, turkey. Stay away from chicken, all right? Because okay. chicken is noted to cause a lot of allergens, all right? So anyway, then I would get them on at least fifteen hundred milligrams of uh, fish oil a day. Fifteen hundred
3: milligrams. Yep, okay,
0: fifteen hundred milligrams. Okay, I would also get them on a probiotic. Okay. A digestive enzyme. Okay. Extra virgin coconut oil. Okay. And what you want to do is, it's one teaspoon, not heaping, one teaspoon per ten pounds of body weight. Okay. And you got to slowly you go, you know, take at least two to three weeks to build to what you need. Because if you go too okay. fast, you will get the runs. All right. Okay. Because he needs some, the the fat from the the coconut oil for his gut. Okay and then for his uh brain cuz all our brain cells have a lot of fat to them <laughs> okay and yeah. so now the fish oil too that's got a lot of fat too uh, you know to it and see so the omega 3s and 6s is that if you said it's flaky and such like that his his yeah. system is in the toilet all right so like okay. again if this was my dog this is what I'd be doing rotate him into a raw diet and then what we got when we start him getting them to come back all right yeah. then and in 2 weeks you should start noticing some new growth or not losing okay. it anymore, you should start seeing, you know, the new growth. But it's only once you get them totally off the dry food and get them yep. onto the raw food. Now the raw foods that I use, I use uh uh raw bistro. I uh, use Stella, okay. yep, I use Primal. Okay. I use Stella and Chewy's? Okay. And I use Northwest Naturals. Okay. okay, I go between all, because sometimes they're on sale and such like that, you know, so I just, I, I, I rotate. Uh, but the whole thing is, is that, you, you know, you'll be able to, if you go to primalpooch.com, uh-huh. primalpooch.com, she will help you if you want to do it yourself, all right, okay. on what, how okay. to do it. But I would get this dog off all processed. Now, the other piece of the puzzle here is, is that no chemicals on or in him, no heartworm, no flea and tick crud, okay? okay. And then uh, no chemicals, okay? And because it sounds like his system is majorly broke. And so yep. then, and the vaccinations. Hold off on those vaccinations because you could be getting them really in perfect shape, and you go pound them with, uh, you know, with vaccines. Okay, yep. and that can destroy everything. So you've got to really do due diligence and read. A couple other okay. sites that you've got to read. You ready? Is yep. uh, dogsnaturallymagazine dot com, okay. and then healthy pets dot Mercola dot com, healthy pets dot Mercola dot com. Those are awesome, awesome uh sites, all right? So yeah. those three, Primal Pooch 2, uh, those will help you start looking into things, because what you have to remember is the vets don't know anything about good nutrition. They want to give yeah. you a diagnosis and prescribe, all right? And so, and people, they're seeing their dogs itch, you know, oh, stop the itching, so they give them steroids. But all that does is mask, because the minute you take them off, they go right back, right? So what we've got to yeah. do is find out what the problem is, and usually it's the diet. You know, no pig ears, nothing processed, Nothing. It's all going to be natural as far as, you know, plain yogurt, canned pumpkin, you know, uh, beef, you know, stuff like that. Okay. And now turkey is not chicken. Uh, People, some reason when people, the dogs have a chicken allergies or you're working on that, people stay away from turkey. They're not even closely related. (laughs) So don't be scared to have turkey in your rotation. All right. (laughs) And so the whole thing, you're going to slowly rotate out of your what you're feeding now and into the raw. And the raw has to be at room temperature, all right? Okay. And usually when I feed it, you know, I thaw it, and then I put it in the refrigerator. And then uh, when I put it in the bowl, I kind of mush it up and put a little bit of warm hot water on it to bring it to room temperature. Okay. And then I put all my supplements in, and then I feed it, all right? Okay. And so can, you can you
3: tell me again? So what did you say? So extra, tell me the supplements that you had. That okay, you had extra
0: said. virgin coconut oil. Okay. Okay. And how uh, much? That again? One teaspoon per 10 pounds of body weight. Okay. Okay, then you want uh, 1,500 milligrams of fish oil.
3: Yeah, got that.
0: You want a probiotic. Okay. A digestive enzyme.
3: Digestive enzyme. Okay, that's the one
0: I missed. Okay. And what you might can also do if you want to give it an extra kick is organic apple cider vinegar. Okay. Build to one tablespoon a day for about a month. Okay. And then back off. Okay. Because that puts a good floor into the gut system. Okay? And so, How did
3: this dog turn into such a mess? <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> it's just, it has a lot to do with their puppies. People don't realize that when we pound them with vaccines and stuff yeah. like that. And then the stress of leaving the mom, the littermates, and you know what I mean? And, a lot, and some of the dogs can bounce back and some dogs just go right into the toilet. Yep. Okay, so okay. so you just take okay, your time and just yeah, and did like I say, oh, and, and the probiotic because she had two rounds of, of uh, uh, antibiotics, I would yeah. whatever it says, you can get it go to like vitalplanet.com. They've got a good probiotic and digestive enzyme. so does McCola.com. But whatever it tells you for your dog for the probiotic, I would double it for at least two to three weeks. Because okay. it took so, because you went through two rounds of antibiotics and that kills all the good stuff as well as the bad stuff. Yep. Yeah. So, okay. Okay. So give a, and then keep me posted at what what how it goes. Okay. We all learn from I, each other.
3: For sure. Thank you so much. Okay. Good luck. Bye bye. Bye.
0: All right. All right. Where are we? Oh, here we are. Okay. Okay. What was Pepsi Pepsi Cola Pepsi originally called? Yum Yum, Black Gold, Liquid Delight. Or Brad's Drink. We'll be back. All right. Getting to the end of the show. Every week it goes so fast. Okay, what was Pepsi Cola originally called? Yum Yum, Black Gold, Liquid Delight, or Brad's Drink?
1: Black Gold. Nope. Oh, dang it. I don't think I've gotten one right. Yeah.
0: Brad's Drink. Brad's. When Caleb Branham... Brad Ham first created his own carbonated soft drink to serve fountain customers at his drug stores. He called the concoction Brad's drink. On August 28, 1898, Brad Ham renames his invention Pepsi Cola. Hmm. There you go. Now you know what I know. Hmm. Yes. Okay. We got, well, let's try to get to this question here because we're running out of time. All
1: right. Well, Ron's got a Question about kennel training his puppy.
0: All right. Hi, Ron. How you doing? Hello. Hi, Ron. Yeah, hello. Oh, there Sorry. we are. I'm kind of myself off mute. Um, so we
4: have a, a dog. He's almost five months old now. And we've tried kennel training him. And we have a kennel that's supposed to be up to 70 pounds. Yep. Um, he's supposed to top out no more than 60, uh, maybe even in the 50s. Okay. But even when he was in his, you know, upper 20s, he was really not wanting to to be in there. Okay. And um, he, oh. he would, like, try to stretch out because uh-huh. he lays out really flat, you know? Okay. Okay. And, um, and so we ended up giving up on the kennel. But now we're thinking he keeps jumping up on our bed. <laughs> we don't want him up there.
3: Okay.
0: Yeah. yeah. he's getting bigger now. He's up to 38 pounds. Yeah. So... I don't know. Okay, what do you you have? A plastic kettle or an all wire kettle? It's a wire crate. Okay, now you got to think of it from the dog's point of view. What this, the dogs are denning animal, they want to go to sleep and know their back is covered. Okay, with the all plaster, I mean, the all wire ones, it's like that, you know, somebody can come in and get them, and so that they're not comfortable in the all wire. Even if you cover it like whether you most people do a sheet or a towel, if you put yeah. your head in there and bump it with the sides, that it's very tinny every time the dog moves, he's, you know, he's like, ah! Oh. and so it's kind of like hearing wind chimes all the time. You know, dogs have can hear 300 times better than we can. So the little ding-ding to us is like a wah-wah to a dog. So most dogs hate the all-wire kennels. So you do well with the plastic type. But in the meantime, what you're going to do is that you're going to start feeding him in the kennel. He has to go in the kennel to eat. And then you're going to have it be happy. Kennel, good job, yay you! Throughout the day, you're going to put pitch a treat in there or a small treat or pitch a favorite toy in there just go, kennel! And when he goes in there, sometimes, Sometimes the, dog, the door closes behind and sometimes not. Dogs, when they go sound to sleep curl, okay? They curl. That's nature's way of protecting their internal organs, okay? If something comes and gets them, they're going to get them in the back or in the neck or in the rump, but they're not going to get any, any you know, like the heart, the liver, kidneys, and such like that. So anyway, so that's nature's way. So they curl. And when a dog dozes, they stretch, but they're not really sound asleep, all right?
4: Oh, okay. Okay, so the thing... He stretches out, he's really long, and he stretches out like that a lot. Yep. Even when he's sleeping yeah. He jumps up on the bed
0: mm-hmm. yep uh, but the thing is is that uh like I said you can get them acclimated to the to the uh kennel by using it correctly and so uh okay. yeah if you want to you could take what you, you know the wire kennel you got now put like three quarter inch plywood on the top to put weight on it okay and then I would even but like, wood is so expensive uh and then and then put you know something in the back and on the sides the only thing that's going to be open is the front of it All right? And so the whole thing is is to make it more snug and cozier is what you – because when you want the dog to stand up, when they're standing in the the kennel, the head might be slightly dipped, okay, just slightly, but they could turn around and they can lay down. That's the size kennel you want because, like I said, they're going to curl. They're not going to – when they go sound asleep, more often – You know, there's every dog's personality is different. If you got a dog that is just like, you know, the whatever kind of personality, he's his instincts aren't as tight as uh, a dog that's really high energy, like wah, wah, wah. All right. And so, as far as so, yeah, there are some dogs that I know of too that they curl, but a lot of sometimes if they have their bed, they'll stretch out. Okay, but most like most often they curl. But so, in other words, every dog should be under two years, two and a half should be a kennel trained for sure. And the reason is is because um, they they still have the Dickens in them, where you could leave one time, come home, and your house is trashed. And now the dog is uh, well, mur-
4: yeah, we kennel them when we go away. Okay, good a period of
0: time. Okay, but, and so what so you need to. Of- what you need to do though is that have that kennel be a happy place during the day. Even if you're eating dinner, throw him in the kennel. Kennel, make it real happy. All right. Look, I got a treat. Kennel. And then feed him in there. Kennel. So that pretty soon he wears the dog. He's sleeping in his kennel. I always leave okay. the door open when he's not being used. So it's his, okay. it could be his idea to go to the kennel, not just yours. And unfortunately, the
4: plastic one might be better than this wire one. Yes.
0: And in other words, too, also, too, the only time most people use the kennels is when they leave, whether they go to sleep or whether they leave the house. And so the dog associated, associates it with separation. Whereas if you just use it here and there while you are home, you don't always leave them. And so they're happier to use their kennel. And then, how it's presented, you know, happy kennel. Is it
4: best not to have the kennel in your bedroom?
0: No, you can put it, the kennel, wherever you're happy. It doesn't make any difference. Wherever you want, just don't put it. The worst thing you can do is put it like in the basement and everybody's upstairs. Don't ostracize the dog. You want him to kind of be in the mainstream, you know, in sort of way, but not, uh, you know, like, okay, everybody's, uh, you know, in the main part of the room. And the dog is way off by himself. Some dogs yeah, right. don't care for that. And sometimes some people, what they do is they have one kennel for the bedroom and one kennel for the main house. And so they just kind of, you know, they go to both back and forth. And then as the dog gets older and gets his manners established, okay, and you trust him more, like when they're about two and a half, three, if not a little bit older, then you can, you know, either get rid of the kennels or just keep one. Okay. Okay. So, but that's the whole thing. It's just it's how you present it. Almost everybody's like, get your kennel now. <laughs> and the dog is like, well, yeah, screw We
4: try to coax him in there with treats and stuff. And we also, we were feeding him for a while in there, but he just, at night, just, you know, he would only sleep for about three hours in there and then he wanted to get out and you and take him outside and go to the bathroom and he wouldn't want to go back in.
0: So. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, you um, just got to use it more and just present it happy. And so then the dog is going to be more at ease with it, okay? Okay. And then, like I said, because it makes a lot of noise, the, the wire ones do it, I would try the plastic. I think you'd be, the dog will be a lot happier. All right? Okay. Okay, good luck, kiddo. All right, thanks. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, folks, another week has gone by. Oh, man, it goes. Does it go that fast for you when you come in and sit down? Does it seem like I just sat down and now you're going again? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Or, oh, <laughs> I'm, no, well, I
1: mean, every week it's just like. I like, never oh my board? gosh! It's the weekend again. <laughs> I enjoy
0: it. I think oh, it's good. It's good. fun. Good. But good. I wish I could. I wish it lasted longer. Sometimes. Ah, there you go. Thank you. I don't know, uh, but yeah, yeah. It's just uh, I, there's some weeks that it goes so now I've gone fast. It just blinked my eyes. Like, well, but wait, wait a minute. I had other things to say. So, mm-hmm. but to reiterate, I'm going to be at the uh, cat video uh, on August uh, 12th. It's ten dollars tickets. Uh, today you can get them for ten dollars. Now tomorrow they're what did they go up to? Twelve or fifteen? I can't remember. They
1: go up to fifteen. Fifteen
0: tomorrow. tomorrow. Okay. So get your tickets tonight, and then it's at CHS Field, and I'm going to be in the Remax, um, the Realty, uh, booth. Uh, they are want me to be there to answer questions uh, for the. Uh, the cats, about cats, I should say. So please, uh, stop, get your tickets, stuff on down. I know it's a riot. I've never been there myself, so, but it's a riot. So please take the time to do that. And now with the, with the heat, please, and the and the smoke, you use common sense, folks. Don't stay out there for any length of time. It's bugging you. It's gonna bug the dogs. And if your dogs are overweight and have uh, health issues, don't find it. Teach them a trick. Do the fun stuff. Thanks Rachel. Take care. You guys all have a good one and we'll talk next week or go to my talk1071.com and send me an email. Take care.